0: Welcome to Making the Invisible Visible, a podcast from IntelliGo Technologies. Hi everyone, and
1: thanks for joining us for another episode of Making the Invisible Visible, a podcast series by IntelliGo Technologies. I'm Wendy Walling, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Steve Reinecke here at the HIMSS 2022 conference in Orlando, Florida. On today's show, we're going to focus on the science applications and verification of UVC as a disinfection technology. So I couldn't think of a better person than Steve to lend his insight and expertise into the subject. Steve, thank you for joining
0: me. It's a great pleasure.
1: So before we get into the topic, one of the reasons that you're here at HIMSS is because you actually presented on the the topic of UVC disinfection of high touch surfaces, technology, keyboards and such. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, UBC has been used in in healthcare for a number of years uh, for large room disinfection solutions. And um, we wanted to see if a small device could actually work on a high touch surface like a keyboard, mouse or work surface. So we did this study about two years ago at a a Houston hospital where we went into 52 different workstations, were carts and uh, installed these UVC devices. Before installing them we went and did um, bacteriological uh, swabbing and uh, checked to see how disgusting (laughs) these keyboards actually were and uh, the results were pretty astounding. Um, So then we installed the UVC devices left it for about 10 days and then came back and swabbed it again. And the results we had were like night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, We we could not actually get any bacteria um, to culture from these surfaces. So we're we're really proving that these surfaces um, are um, a possible harbor uh, for hospital acquired infections. So by having these high touch surfaces engineered to be disinfected, uh, there's a, a real good probability that we can reduce hospital-acquired infections in these areas.
1: Yeah. And these are probably surfaces that aren't always thought of as needing attention because I can't imagine EBS staff, when they're coming into the room, are thinking yeah. about, you know, they're thinking about the larger objects, the bed rails, the overbed bed tables, um, but no one's really thinking about the keyboards. And um, those are that's really probably one of the Highest-touch objects in in that space, so that's um, you know, I think there's a lot of um, awareness of EVC as total rim disinfection, but these um, smaller technology devices. It's really interesting that you're bringing that into focus because I think it really has become a need. Um, you know, I know I've heard recently that with uh, you know with COVID and the pandemic, HAI HAI reporting, healthcare acquired infection reporting. Um, wasn't captured. They took a break from it. Um, I think a lot of people were thinking that after the pandemic and they would look back and think, wow, there's so much heightened, heightened awareness for disinfection that the HAI, HAI numbers would be a lot lower. And that wasn't the case, was it?
0: No, no. We actually have seen a, a significant increase in hospital-acquired infections within um, within these areas, and um, and actually, these increases are some of the worst ones that we're actually seeing. So, yeah, you would have thought with all the extra um, pandemic um, uh, precautions that we were taking within healthcare that it would have been the opposite. But it was actually um, we had a, a huge rise.
1: So, before we get into your technology solutions and what you um, and more about what you presented at HIMS, I want to really talk about for people who aren't totally aware of what UVC is what is it? It's not a new technology. It's got a long history of, of applications. Um, can you explain, just in a quick way, what what this disinfection technology is?
0: Yep. So, so UVC light, UVC energy has been around for disinfecting um, for over one hundred years. Um, the the technology was actually first used in the nineteen hundreds to for measles. Um, And uh, since then um, it was really brought into water treatment, water treatment plants. Um, Most of the water that we drink, if not all the water that we drink from our taps has been treated with UVC. Mm -hmm. So um, what UVC is, it is a a bandwidth of light that you can't see. Uh, It does come from the sun, but it's completely blocked by the atmosphere. So no UVC actually gets to earth. Um, but we can actually create UVC energy with mercury vapor bulb technology or um, uh, UVC LED technology. And um, what, how it works is it manipulates the um, DNA, RNA of a organism and prevents it from reproducing. And if you prevent something from reproducing, it can't actually cause disease or cause infection. Infection, so um, it's a it's a great technology, and I actually um, have a, a video that I'd like to to show you. So this is uh, Peter Paramecium, and Peter is. Um, a little single cell organism, one of the largest single cell organisms. And I get to play with uh, these organisms under my video microscope and expose them to UVC light. So you'll see Peter um, swimming around. uh, And as soon as the UVC light turns on, he actually comes to a complete stop. And if you look closely, you'll see his cellular um, components with inside his single cells start to get disrupted. And there is a huge uh, pressure variance and a very violent explosion. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's sorry, Peter.
1: So we know that UVC is a great tool for disinfection. And I think the pandemic really highlighted the awareness in the mainstream of, of what it is. Um, And, you know, I look at where we are today, obviously, you know, we're not wearing masks. They're starting to roll back the mask policy on, on, you know, airplanes and things. Um, I think people are starting to get a little bit more relaxed. But if there's anything that the pandemic taught us is we have to be more prepared with continuous autonomous disinfection. Um, You know, we talked about HAIs being on the rise, hand hygiene, compliance, which really is one of the first lines of defense we didn't see a lot of gains in that. There's still so much human error in, you know, we just, we can't be perfect all the time. So having solutions like UVC disinfection can really mitigate, um, you know, the risk that's out there.
0: Oh yeah, no, uh, definitely. I mean, think about 50 years ago, um, how many things we did manually that are now automated. And um, we need to look at disinfection in and, and in that way, and getting automation, engineered, automated, proven technologies to disinfect these high-touch surfaces, uh, where you know where where infections uh, you know are uh, are actually transmitted. So these guys, you know, our hands transmit eighty percent of infections, mm-hmm. and um, so and we're touching all these high-touch surfaces like our technology, our keyboards, things along that line. So if we can um, get a solution that is automated, that is disinfecting that constantly, we can have a, a huge effect on the transmission of disease. Mm-hmm.
1: And where do you see this technology going? Obviously um, in the healthcare environment, it's critical, but you think about all those public spaces, retail, um, you know, kiosks with touchscreens, um, there's so many things that are now part of our environment that we never really think about. But these things aren't always agreeable to surface, dis- uh, you know, chemical disinfection wiping. Um, it can damage the screens, and and a lot of times I think people aren't even really reading the labels on products and doing it right. I want to get your thoughts on on that because I know there's a lot of information around that that people really aren't really are they're not aware
0: of. Yeah, I mean. You look at any disinfection liquid disinfection product, um, and I, I challenge everyone to to read the instructions. Um, they, they work very, very well when used as per instructions. And most of these disinfection products, um, liquid disinfection products have, um, we'll say specifically, uh, must remain wet for three minutes, use as much product as necessary in order to keep surface wet for a total of three minutes. Um, We know, you know, we don't do that. We get this false sense of security of spraying, wiping, and thinking that we've done a full 99.9% disinfection, and that is just not the case. So um, yeah, those type of environments and when we look at um, an airport for instance and that that touch screen where I check in where we all check in when we go on a flight Mm -hmm. um, no one's there wiping it down time and time again after each each touch
1: and you can't rely on somebody to sanitize their hands right after right before exactly
0: exactly so we've done we've done a number quite a number of studies during covid um, uh, uh, on these touch surfaces and i have a a new paper coming out that's actually going to be talking about what happened during covid to these surfaces and um and and how that actually did affect everything
1: you know, I see a lot of these touch screens in hospitals too, and I can't imagine they're getting, um, you know, addressed as well.
0: No, no, I, I was actually, I'm, I'm quite surprised. I've, I went into a, a clinic, um, you know, walk-in clinic during the uh, pandemic and they had a touch screen check-in area uh, where you had to identify yourself and, you know, get in line. And um, there was a bottle of hand sanitizer sitting beside, But was everybody using it? Were they actually disinfecting, you know, before and after? And this was an area where, you know, sick people were coming Mm -hmm. um, and touching something. And then another sick person was touching the same thing. And it was just over and over and over again. And there wasn't anyone wiping that down. So if we could have put an automated disinfection technology on there Mm -hmm. to disinfect that surface, and when there wasn't anyone there, I mean, it would definitely cut down the chances of actually, you know, getting anything
1: yeah absolutely yeah I think we have so much innovation where we have contactless check-in but we need to apply these new technologies to make them safer because you know one um, you know you don't want to cancel out the benefits of the contactless you know automation and check-in process exactly so that's great yeah so I'm sure you've seen. I've seen it as well. There's been a ton of UVC disinfection devices flooding the market. Obviously, there's the more commercial products, but now on the consumer side, you go into Home Depot or any you know big box store, and you're going to see a UVC light on the shelf. Do they work? How do you how do you know that they're, they do anything?
0: So there's there's so many different ways that we can um, see if if this is the right product. Um, Uh, You know, one of the the first things is price. I mean, if there's a $25 uh, UVC wand sitting at the checkout, um, it's either one, not safe or two, um, it just isn't UVC coming out of that. Um, you know, coming from the manufacturing environment, I know how much um, UVC bulbs is the technology, the safety that, that we have to go through in order to make a product. So when I see that, um, it it's, it's a little, um, it's a little disheartening because, um, I, I work for an industry that is very proud to do something that is, is making a difference. So when I, when I see those, those products, I actually buy, them and um and we test them Mm -hmm. and you know i've probably purchased 20 or or 30 of these different products and um less than 10 percent of them were actually um ones that i would consider um like viable Mm -hmm. um the others were um blue just blue lights that weren't there was no uvc coming out of them Um, and the ones that did have uvc there was a couple that were just dangerous. Right. Um, no safety mechanisms in there. So little Johnny could shine it into, into his brother's uh, eyes, mm-hmm. which, which is not a good thing to actually do with uh, UVC. Another thing is, um, certifications, you know, what safety certifications do these products have? Um, have you, have you done any, have, is there any research or, or any, um, marketing, um, literature that says, Hey, we are UL, or safety certified. Um, we've done this testing and then the actual, um, the actual efficacy testing. So if you have a product from a vendor that is saying, "Hey, we do 99.9% disinfection," mm-hmm. ask for the proof. Right. Um, so they should have a report if they've if they the EPA is it's a requirement under the EPA guidelines that if you make a claim of 99.9% disinfection um, You need to actually show your your data and 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 how you actually prove that um, And i mean one of the one of the easy ways I did to to, to discover um, if these products actually worked was was your products um, taking a dosimeter and and shining the uh, Uh, UV-C light over top of it and seeing Mm. if we actually had a a color change and waiting and waiting and waiting and there was no color change. Yeah,
1: I think when you see some of these little products on the market, you know, it's a wand and they'll say, oh, you can disinfect the, the pillow in your hotel room. If it does actually emit germicidal radiation, it would probably take all of your vacation to get that pillow disinfected. Going very slow. Um, yeah, you know. So I think that's that's the real issue. So as you said earlier, that UBC is an invisible technology. There's no sensory input to tell you that it worked, and so I think there is a need for you know verification, validation, um, because it, we don't want to uh, lose the credibility of what the what it can Absolutely. do. And that's why I, you know, I think it is really important whether, you know, on the consumer side, obviously, um, looking for the right products, looking for the UL certification, um, understanding that, you know, you have to do your own due due diligence and understand how to, if you are gonna purchase a product like that, how to um, ensure that it's working and how you're gonna use it safely. Uh, But on more of the commercial side, same thing to a higher level. You know, Mm -hmm. you really have to look at the research. You have to look at the, the certifications. And, uh, and understand and validate your processes, you know, make sure that you're using it right and using it correctly in practice so you're getting the benefit out of it.
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So about last year, there was a study that came out in the um, journal Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology that really talked about the need and the benefits for measuring and monitoring UBC disinfection. Do you think that there is an awareness yet in the healthcare and environment for, you know, if they're using it, are they are they staying on top of it? Do they, are you seeing, do they understand that, you know, bulbs can degrade over time, yep. so there is some maintenance involved, um, that, that they need to check performance and, and procedures, you know, because they've got different people yeah, right. Using the equipment. Uh, what's your take on that? I,
0: I think we're slowly getting there. I think I think there needs to be a lot more awareness um, around this. I mean, we're we in infection prevention, infection control. Um, they they do checks, mm-hmm. um, and um, UVC technology um, is a little bit different than liquid disinfection te- technologies, where it's it's light Mm -hmm. and there's shadows um you know it's direct direct light so 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 line of sight it doesn't go around corners Mm -hmm. so the idea of of putting a um uvc robot or uvc emitter into a room just in the center of the room and turning it on and thinking Mm -hmm. i've now disinfected that whole room yeah Yeah, have i got everything Mm -hmm. so um by by having a product where you can actually check that and then create your um, sort of path of UVC through mm-hmm. a space and then go back a month later and, yeah. and do that QC because you want to make sure, because there is some human intervention with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we're human, we make mistakes right. and uh, to have a, a tool like a dosimeter, um Placed around a room mm-hmm. to actually see that and and make sure it's getting the right dosage, and that is that is another key thing. So, you have these products that do disinfection, mm-hmm. um, but how long just just like my 3 minute dwell time when i was talking about the liquid disinfection we need a dwell time for uvc that's right and that's that's called dosage mm-hmm. right so we have to make sure that the areas that we are disinfecting are getting the proper dosage and the right amount of uvc so mm-hmm. by having these solutions so i think i think we're getting there i think i think we need to have more awareness that this is something that needs to continue and be over and over again, you know, whether it's quarterly, monthly, weekly, um, and and have procedures for yeah.
1: them. Yeah, and there's so much education involved. And right now, healthcare is stressed with staffing shortages and things. But you know, if there's ways that they can build that into their quality system, I think the hospitals that want to do it right, you know, the tools are out there. There's ways that I think you know, you know, the industry can help make it easier for them, make it um, so. It's not as daunting a task like, oh, you know, now I have to put dosimeter cards down in a room. Um, it can be a simple check to, you know, make sure you're, you don't, you're eliminating your shadowed areas as well. That's another you know, key point that I think, you know, you talked about with line of sight. Um, you know, you really need to understand it is a it's a powerful tool and used effectively. Um, It can really um, make an impact on, um, you know, the biosafety of your, the healthcare environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've been talking about room disinfection with UBC, and I kind of want to go back to the technology a little bit. Because in your talk here at HIMSS, you mentioned um, an instance in a, a NICU environment where they were um, implementing some of the UVC solutions, mm-hmm. but they brought it in for a different application with, I believe it was the IV poles and, yep. is that right? Can you yep. talk about that?
0: Yeah, so uh, after we did our study with uh, with the HCA site, um, they, they realized that there was um, some great advantages to this UVC technology. So they further implemented um, UVC, the small UVC um, devices on some of their other high touch surfaces. Mm-hmm. And what they really identified because they did some swabbing and they realized that the um, their IV pumps, their telemetry monitors, their Pixis medication uh, dispensing system, mm-hmm. all were extremely high touch. And not routinely wiped down, so they they implemented um, the UVC solutions on there, um, and we're we're really happy to 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 see that um, in the past two years that NICU has not had any hospital-acquired infections. Now, I, I'm not going to say it's all. It's all going to be because of our product, but I, you know, it is an enhancement right. to what they're already doing mm-hmm. and helping them to fight these um, uh, possibility of transmission of HAI's right. by high touch surfaces. Yeah,
1: and I think that's an important point to bring up too. The enhancement of UVC, it doesn't replace the manual cleaning; all that still has to happen, but it goes one step above of all the things that just, you know, by nature. We can't cat. We can't hit all those surfaces all the time.
0: Yeah, I, and uh, any vendor who's in the UVC business and says, "Oh, this is going to replace something," mm-hmm. no, it's an enhancement. So um, we we need to look at this as helping with their existing cleaning and disinfection protocols. Um, typically in like a, a hospital room or, or, or a hospital area might only get a full cleaning once or twice a day. Well, what happens during, during those off, off times? So if we can address some of these high touch surfaces with automation and constantly keep them disinfected, I think we'll have a, a better healthcare experience. Yeah.
1: So I want to clarify for our audience, you know, we, when talking about UVC disinfection, I think most people in their mind, they jump to sort of the big tower devices, but um, some of your solutions are very focused. They're really for the computer workstation where the light, the UVC germicidal light is going to hit directly on whether it's the, the keypad, the mouse, those high touch surfaces, and even on the um, telemetry, on the IV poles, all that. So it's really getting a targeted dose of UVC. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, the those those big UVC robots that you see are. Um, hundreds if not thousands of times more powerful than the units we have. Um, we have a very focused small UVC device which would mount above a, a keyboard and focus just on those high touch keys, on those that the, those keys um, in that, or a touch screen right on top of the monitor. So it focuses its energy just on that area where people are, are going to be touching mm-hmm. and make sure that we don't have any um, light that's going outside of of the area for from a from a safety perspective sure.
1: you know I think it is really important because those surfaces that you just mentioned are so hard to clean with liquid disinfectants um, and a lot of probably you know staff is is timid to touch it because they don't don't want to mess it up so having that continuous automated disinfection mm-hmm. really can make a difference and I, I love the fact that you know it's something that um, healthcare care doesn't have to Think about as often they know it's happening in the background. It's continuously running in a safe way, where you have those auto shutoff features if anybody gets too close. So there's no risk of um, harmful exposure to UVC, but it's doing its job of keeping those high touch surfaces safe that haven't been you know addressed. So. Yeah,
0: no, it's 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 um, I think really concentrating on that au- automation and taking that human um, that human factor out of the equation is yeah. important.
1: Yeah. Well Steve it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you about UVC you have so much insight and expertise on the subject so if anyone's interested where can they find out more information about your solutions or UVC in general where do they go
0: uh, They can go to proximitysystems.com where we have all of our uh, UV clean products um, or they can just google UV clean and and they'll see our, our, our products and see how they work That's
1: great. Well, thank you everybody. This concludes our episode of Making the Invisible Visible. If you like what you've seen, we have more content. You can find it on our website, uvcdosimeters.com in the About Us section. You'll see all the different shows on thought leadership on UVC. So we hope you'll check it out. And if you're on Spotify or Apple podcasts, you can find us there as well. Thank you again and hope you enjoyed the subjects and we'll be talking with you again soon.